0: Welcome back to Don't Call it A Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. Three-quarters of the way through Rhythm of War. We're almost done with the available Stormlight Archive series, which is very sad. Um we are we are stopping at chapter 81. That means we've read through chapter 80. But I we gotta get warmed up. Of course. Mm-hmm. I've got a I've got a big warm-up, and then we can talk about Brandon. Um This one's going to be unrelated to any fantasy, but it's important. And honestly, I think everyone is going to agree with me on this.
1: Okay. So not a hot take at all, just something you want to say.
0: This is going to be more of a rant Mm. that is one of those things where we have the technology for, but we don't (laughs) implement. And I don't understand why. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you're familiar with airplanes, right? I've heard of them. Yeah. Have you got? You, you've ever gone to the bathroom on an airplane?
1: Yeah, once or twice.
0: You go, you go in, and then you lock it, and the lock is like, this one's occupied. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I every single bathroom. Oh door my gosh! This is, is a, used by the public. Should have this. What are we doing?
1: Yes, Luke. Holy yes! Oh, I, had I never even thought it. about this. Oh my god! It's gosh. so easy. Literally, every single one needs it. This is so okay. 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 Before we get into this, I just want to say that some of them do have this. Like some of them will have a little occupied sign yeah, that turns sure. on when you turn the knob. And frankly, every porta potty has this. Like literally right. every porta potty, which are like the most basic of toilet things we can do, have yeah. this feature. But I think what you're talking about and what I'm really now excited to talk about is if you go to like a restaurant or something or a super, mar- or like a store and they have those like stalls with the metal doors and it's just like you can't tell if somebody's in there unless you peek through right. the gap or you try and pull the door and luke i do have to ask are you a, are you a door are you a gap peeker or are you a door puller
0: Wait, wait wait hang on okay because i'm actually specifying like the front door of a
1: bathroom you're talking about a single use bathroom like a single yes. occupancy bathroom with the which sink are not there? all
0: okay 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 let's distinguish here yeah
1: yeah because there are like multiple
0: person bathrooms that mm-hmm. this would not work for but guess it them would for your stall yes using it would them for a stall like you're suggesting sure yes okay that's what I mean yes the one that I specifically brought am referring to are like at a restaurant or mm-hmm. something where it's a single like only a single person can use it yes. Yes, those need it. As those are even more important, I say.
1: Okay, let's talk about that first because I okay. do want to get back to the stall, the stall issue. Because okay. you're you're avoiding because, the question.
0: <laughs> because the 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 one with with just the single use bathroom is an anxiety terrible situation for every person involved. There's 100%, no there's yeah. no benefits yeah. for not having it. Like, it's
1: like what do you say if you're in there and somebody tries to open the door? Right. Like, you just try and be as quiet as possible, I think, in either situation. Like, if you pull it and it's locked, you're like, oh shit, okay. And then you you run away so they don't see you, as the weirdo that tried to get in on their bathroom time. And if you're inside, you're not saying anything, because it's like the lock tells you everything you need to know, sir.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, the thing is... Okay, actually, this leads to another question. Mm -hmm. Do you knock every single time? I only try the door. This is what I I also usually do this... And it's just, it's, a, it's just such a high-risk
1: situation. It has now. bit me in the ass a few times. Uh, most recently, it's funny you bring up an airplane as the ideal solution. Most recently, it was on an airplane. And do you know why it happened on an airplane?
0: They didn't lock the door.
1: They didn't lock the door, so the sign was like, it's open, come on in. So I opened the door and saw a buddy in there okay. having private bathroom time. And he was so <laughs> embarrassed, and I was so embarrassed, and I jumped off the plane after that.
0: That's that's on him, I will say. It's for
1: sure 100% on him, but that's why, like, it is risky to just try the door.
0: Yeah, and, but then that's like, then if you knock, if I'm inside, it's like, nobody knows what to say.
1: Right. Right? Yeah. That's why I never knock. That's I don't want to put the other person inside this room in that situation where they have to come up with a thing to say to me that's like, yeah, please don't come in the door.
0: Right. This would be completely solved by the simplest technology.
1: I also love this for at a restaurant. Like, if I have to go to the bathroom and I'm at a restaurant, you have to usually get up and walk to, like, the very back of the restaurant. Mm. And then if somebody's already in the bathroom, one, I don't know how long it's going to be for them. So I Ooh. I am going to usually just wait. But yeah. I would much rather be able to look up from my seat and see the light being on and, like, oh, okay, somebody's in there. So I'm just going to keep chilling. Mm-hmm. at my ta- at my table with the breadsticks yummy yummy breadsticks and not have to get up and wait so they know when they come out like hey i've been waiting for you which is <laughs> also terrible
0: right yeah yeah this is this is why i thought everyone was going to agree with me
1: i can't imagine a single person disagreeing with you the only thing here that i can imagine that would be difficult about this is cost of installing a like system for this But it's such little cost for the benefit that we're going to get from this system. And it should be standard. Like, this should be as standard as having a sink and a mirror in a bathroom.
0: You should have to opt out of this.
1: Right. 100%. You should have to opt out because it's incredible innovation. But now, Luke, I do want to get back to how this could potentially solve issues in a larger multi-person bathroom with stalls because... As I brought up earlier, stalls don't have any indication if somebody's in there, except you got to gap peek or door push or pull. And Luke, I need you to tell me which one of these are you, please now tell me.
0: I hate to admit this. I'm a gap peeker.
1: Oh, no. I avoid the gap at all costs. I'm a door pusher and then puller (laughs) if the push doesn't work and then embarrassingly run out of the bathroom if somebody was in there.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, okay. So first off, it's obviously if you can it's a it's a uh underneath peeker
1: right oh yeah it's a shoe peek for sure
0: <laughs> shoe, shoe peek if possible number one option um and then it's like a quick like i move quick across the gap oh. so that i can't actually see anything and it's clear that i couldn't have seen anything <laughs> you know what i mean
1: yeah yeah so you're looking for a shadow of a person that might be behind the right. stall i mean okay in every one of these scenarios the best possible case is you see a stall that has the door partially open
0: mm-hmm.
1: however that can also be problematic if somebody's in there peeing standing up with a toilet and they've just not locked the door because they're yeah but then it's like then it, the bad thing isn't even really that bad right it's not even that bad but that's obviously the ideal scenario is that the door is like already a cracked open it's, you can clearly see it's it's available like that's ideal yes. But some bathrooms aren't set up that way to where the door will automatically kind of lean open when it's available. Get a little sign. It could be so easy. It could even be like how they have them on freaking porta potties. It's just on the front of the door. You don't have to gap peek. You don't have to door push. You just see "Mm, this one's not for me right now. Totally agree. Why is it? Maybe this is just a United States thing because I haven't been to a lot of bathrooms in other countries. Yeah,
0: I mean, I worry that it's more of an aesthetic choice.
1: Yeah, but sometimes. I don't know. The freaking bathroom at the Atlanta airport, I can't imagine they were like, yeah, we could put little signs that let you know when somebody was in Okay, there, okay, the,
0: the stall for sure is not an aesthetic choice, but I, like some, maybe like a cool restaurant
1: doesn't want a little
0: thingy on there. But that's, I, then I'm not going to your restaurant. You yeah. the
1: sign. Also, you could customize this in so many ways. Just have some kind of external indicator Mm-hmm. For us to all understand what's happening. And if you want to make it like accessible as well, maybe a little fun sound that plays so that you know our blind friends can also enjoy this new feature. Right.
0: Right. I I'm gonna round this out with something that we should not pursue further because this is going long. Mm. The even worse thing that people, restaurants, whoever does is cute names for the bathrooms so that you can't tell what they mean
1: Mm -hmm. even worse Mm -hmm. but let's leave it there yeah we're done we're done with bathroom talk uh before we get into the book luke we have to acknowledge brandon's big week that he had
0: uh that's right yes
1: where he terrified me in the first 30 seconds of a video Mm -hmm. and i was very bummed out about it and then uh it was a great time so if you haven't seen the video that brandon posted i won't spoil it because he asked us not to but uh, well, I feel like
0: it's clear now that.
1: Well, they don't know why. I might be excited about it. We
0: have to, you have to do the whole point of this. this All book. right,
1: fine. We'll spoil it. Um, Brandon's coming out with four new books that he wrote in secret, which we're very excited about. Uh, and Luke and I are thinking about reading them on the pod next year when they're released. Um, Mm -hmm. but that's a lot of Brandon Sanderson in a year. We've done a lot of Brandon Sanderson recently, so we would definitely do it if there was interest from you all in reading these four on the pod while they came out. Um, but if it doesn't seem like, if it seems like, uh, y'all aren't super enthusiastic about it, uh, Luke and I will probably just read one or two of them, uh, when they come out on the Mm -hmm. pod. Uh, but we probably won't do all four. So, uh, if you want us to like get on the Brandon Sanderson secret book train next year, let us know on some social media platform, uh, and we'll see that that'll definitely be a factor in our in our choices of book next year. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. We usually try to
0: jump around a lot more. We've been doing a lot of Sanderson. That's why we're that's why we're saying this. Um, so yeah, let us let us know if you have an opinion.
1: But speaking of Brandon Sanderson, Luke, did you know he wrote a book called Rhythm of War that we're reading on the pod this week? I, I have recently become aware um, because I have read 80
0: chapters of that book so far.
1: Wow, you know I have as well. Um, <laughs> and this ha- this happens to be the fourth book in a much longer series. And Luke, I was amazed to realize... How new this freaking war is. Did this surprise you as well? Or like the dramatic changes that have happened in Roshar? Um, well, clarify what you mean. What I mean is they discovered the listeners less than 10 years ago. And less than 10 years ago, the listeners were like a tribe of people, fairly small number of people mm. who had two forms.
0: So uh, th- this, I feel like, is something that you have forgotten. Because I think that we already knew this.
1: I, okay. I don't think I realized the extent of how, what the, like, listener culture was like okay. when they, in like, when they first met people, I didn't realize mm-hmm. what listener culture was like at all. I thought it was pretty okay. similar to the, like, war, like, the thing that was already going on when they had the war.
0: Okay, I actually also didn't realize that they had, like did not had not discovered war form for example before this
1: right it was like they discovered war form and didn't make it more than 2 years before they were in the biggest war of all time
0: right i mean okay be, because of
1: like the right. people that gave them warform <laughs> were trying to start over, kind of so um totally agree with you here i just think it's in, the dramatic changes that have happened in listener culture over the last 10 years is wild to me and was super surprising to me reading about it It, just the the amount of changes that have happened in their existence
0: it would be very overwhelming
1: like it's a you have children listener children who are like i remember when none of these things existed and now there's fused flying around everywhere and we're in a tower that teleports people and it's chaos
0: Right. This actually brings brings up another question. So, Vinley and Relaine mm-hmm. are supposedly the last of their of the like I guess listeners. Yes. Yes. I don't quite understand the distinguish distinction between them and the
1: other, like the like, Parshendi, like or the I guess yes. Parshman, the the former Parshman.
0: Yeah. Is it just that they're the only ones left from the,
1: like, free group? I think so. So I don't think there is any, like, biological difference between these groups. I think it's purely okay. cultural. I think it's just this is the group that okay. left. and So every, everyone but those two were, like, parchment slaves that have
0: been turned into or fused.
1: Well, even the fused had right. to—a lot okay. of them— took over Parchment slaves. So yes,
0: yes. Okay, okay.
1: That clarifies. And, I mean, we we should say this now, because, like, clearly... Clearly there's more listeners somewhere we're gonna find, and, like, we haven't seen bodies yet, so they're for sure somewhere. (laughs) I'm excited to see what that reunion is like for the folks. Uh, Right. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. First, I want to talk about this first meeting between the listeners and humans. Mm-hmm. Specifically, I want to talk about how it ends. So they meet this group of listeners uh, because uh, Esho-nai, Eshonai finds them and brings them back to her family. They share a little bit of like cross-cultural dialogue. And then Gavilar is like, hey, you know what these people don't have? A bunch of weapons. So I'm going to just give them a bunch of weapons and tell them next time I see you, I want you in one of those cool cities and see what happens. Gavilar sucks. He basically just came to an uncontacted tribe of people, gave them AK-47s and were like, go nuts.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's weird.
1: It's not a good look. And I think in terms of just like a discovery, just like, hey, we're meeting these new people. Choosing to just give them a bunch of weapons is terrible. It's, like, probably the worst thing he could have given them.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a very Alethi thing, I will that's, say. That's,
1: okay, that's very true. We should acknowledge that. It is extremely Aleth-
0: Um, And, yeah, it's just, it's just weird to be like, hey, you guys, I want to see you go murder a bunch of your, like
1: go conquer those people i know you want to here's what you need to do it
0: yeah i don't know it also seemed like at this point they didn't really have as much of an interest in them beyond curiosity Mm -hmm. right like the second meeting i think gavilar hears something and is like starts to get super interested right but at this point unless i unless i am misremembering the timeline here they're just like oh this
1: is crazy uh here (laughs) we've got these like spare swords lying around just take them we've got so many take them please please maybe yeah maybe this was just like a trash disposal they were like we have to give them something uh we've got all these garbage swords that we're not going to use Mm
0: -hmm.
1: let's just give them the trash swords
0: could be could be
1: it yeah it just is like so bad for these as like a first first response a first interaction yeah
0: gavilar gavilar not looking good
1: i'm glad we're finding out he was kind of a piece of shit
0: yeah yeah we definitely did last or at the at the beginning of
1: this book yeah at the beginning of this book yeah
0: um and just more and more it's like come on buddy well okay okay we do learn
1: that what he was trying to do Was to, like, kill Odium, I think? We don't know that. Navani is, like, trying to piece together what he was doing. And one of the options, she says, is, oh, maybe he was trying to kill God? That's kind of (laughs) cool. I the Like,
0: before we got this section, Mm -hmm. I thought that Gavilar was just doing the, like, annoying thing of bringing the fuse back so that they could also get the... Get the cool powers. Get the cool powers, which I, I... made me dislike him even more i don't know if this motivation is better or not but it my initial feeling is that i like it more
1: i'm skeptical okay i'm pretty skeptical of it and because navani is giving him a lot of benefit of the doubt that i don't think she should be giving him because <laughs> he was pretty terrible to her he yes that's correct yes he in general it seems to be terrible so, I am not impressed and uh, big doubt from me. Big doubt that he was actually going to do something good with this weird black hole power that he had figured out. Okay. I Yeah, to be
0: fair, I think Gavilar is terrible. And I think the power of, like, a big bomb is bad. And, like, putting those together also seems extra bad. So, um, yeah. I'll, I'll say that I do want to, to talk, just about the information that we keep getting about the night that he dies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The callbacks are very cool because, like, in previous books, we keep getting different, slightly different stories. Right? Like, we start with Seth's story of that night. Yeah, and then I think we get Dalinar's story in the yes, last no. book. And now oh, we also heard yesness. That's correct. And now we even hear like the even more true version. I don't know. It's just very cool. It's a very important night, I guess. And we keep getting we
1: like our perspectives of it keep changing. I think we also get a Shonai's perspective of it. I I seem to remember we get another listener perspective of the evening okay. as well. And well, I mean, every book, you've you've noticed that every book starts with this night right yeah which is i love that and i agree with you it's such a cool way to frame the story every time is like give a different person's perspective of this like world changing event and every time we we hear about it it's a bigger thing like it's a bigger deal than we thought it was i love it it's so good i am curious who is going to have the least important role in this night and i'm starting to worry that it's actually zeth even though he was the one who did the murder.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah.
1: Because he did a lot of king murders. This was just one in a string of many, many murders he did. Right. And I get it that like uh, killing this particular person was important, but like, I don't know if Seth really had like a big important role to play aside it from doing it. It does seem
0: like it. It seems like they were they were going to try to kill Gavilar regardless, yes. and. Ulim, i think is this the, the spren guy's name uh-huh which is like okay this is the way that we're gonna do it right
1: yeah well doesn't uh the rating of justice give them the method to do it
0: oh is that okay then yes yeah yeah
1: because yeah. he tells him to go buy the slave to yeah. kill dalinar which seems like such an extreme reaction but i don't know <laughs> who's to say <laughs> We are, and I I say it seems a little extreme, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about another thing we're getting ever-changing perspectives on. Okay. Apparently, two of the Parshmen wanted to marry at one point and voiced a word to their owners, and their owners got really mad and punished them for it. Mm -hmm. So I want to kind of... Go back to something that we have said previously on the pod about the Parshman that was maybe giving people a little bit of slack for enslaving quote unquote, enslaving them because they acted like animals from our perspective. Mm-hmm. It sounds like there were instances of Parshman being like, hey, can we not or can we do something? And people being like, you're not allowed to speak beast. Yeah yeah so this is not a good look this is not a good look for people as we learn more of how they actually treated the parchment and i want to say this is an evolving thing and at this point it's it's looking pretty bad for the treatment of parchment
0: for sure yeah 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 this isn't a particularly bad example
1: yeah yeah this is like what i was looking for when i was like it doesn't seem like they really care about their treatment that much
0: yeah yeah I think we're gonna have to let go of that one I mean like we've heard a few Parshmen say that they were didn't see that bad of treatment but I think that that's maybe I don't know if the minority but like I think we have to we have to very much acknowledge that it's a full on like slave situation not like something different
1: right they were like actively oppressing the parchment who were trying to do something different they
0: right and and their their excuses to say that they're not like people are because like they're not treating them like people so it's not really i don't know it's bad it no longer
1: works when your cow is like hey i'd like to marry that other cow and you're like you're a cow you're not allowed to speak Right, and we can treat you this way because you don't speak. Right, it's it's a little circular. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. <sighs> yeah, hopefully, I,
0: I don't know. I've been like cheering for uh, Navani and the Lady of Wishes to to continue to find common ground, and we can get a little get a little teamwork going. But I just based on this kind of thing, I. There's just, there's too much, too much history
1: here. It seems like it. It, it makes me wonder, like, so right now the impetus for them fighting and not being able to diplomatically solve their problems is because the Parsh, the old Parshmen are like, we're not going to deal with you because you're going to enslave us again. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine they did this every time there was a desolation, Right. This seems like, like kind of a one-off thing where they figured out how to enslave the parshmen.
0: Yes, I think so. So, so like, I think that I think the vast majority of it is just led by the fused.
1: Okay, so they were just the fused were all just like, yeah, we're fighting. Tough luck if yep. you don't want to. Come on. That's that's my read on it. Okay. Because this is like within this book, for some reason the first this is the first time I'm realizing how much things would be so much better if they didn't have to have a war while the Radiants were around. Yeah. Because Dalinar is at a war camp and they created this big wall to prevent the storms from coming in. And he's like, yeah, normally this would take like so long to erect a storm wall. But instead we just had some wind runners and people with shard blades cut out rocks and put them up. It took like a day. So this is cool. And then, Imagine if they weren't in a war and they were just know. solving problems all the time.
0: Yeah. It'd be very good. I mean, there were very long periods of time where there was not this war, but there were radiance.
1: You're and now right. we hear like,
0: now it's like, okay, but now the humans have advanced even further. What were they doing? Come on.
1: Maybe they were very into art for a while, you know? There's, there's a lot of great murals that we're seeing a
0: lot of murals that's true but uh yeah a little a little team up would be nice to see
1: yeah it, it and it feels like there's something preventing it right it mm-hmm. and it feels like they like there has to be conflict to have radiance and fused coming about but right i don't yeah i don't know i also think perhaps like So right now, the grievance is about slavery, but maybe in the past, it was just always about you're invading our land, Mm -hmm. because that is also an undercurrent here. So I just, I feel like we really should just work together and stop this whole war thing. Doesn't seem like a good idea.
0: I mean, it is. I feel like it's largely Odium, right? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, get get rid of Odium's influence and we're and everything's good (laughs) should be pretty good yeah i hope i hope (laughs) i don't know if that's true but um but yeah that seems like the the ultimate goal
1: um yeah it feels like we're all working like it feels like there's moments in here that are working towards that right like navani and the lady of wishes holding hands and literally singing kumbaya to solve their problems (laughs) right like come on guys how do we not do that and then be like yeah we are still gonna fight you to the death though yeah
0: i feel like we use there's tons of people that are out here practicing singing like of the humans mm-hmm. I, I feel like we gotta start showing off our singing and that's a
1: big bonding experience you're saying forget war we need battle of the bands to just be the thing yeah let's take this conflict and turn it into competition that's healthy and productive
0: (laughs) yeah there's different strengths right Mm -hmm. a lot of the listeners have great sense
1: of rhythm um but the the humans can sing (laughs) also also the humans are coming up with way better light shows and like pyrotechnics and their stage presence is probably way cooler Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. like we've got some opportunities here folks
0: yeah we need to start expressing ourselves through dance
1: (laughs) thank you luke (laughs) this is cultivation's big thing cultivation's just over here like guys we really need to stop using sword and start using dance (laughs) have you guys heard of jazz that's why cultivation refuses to get involved, because they're like, I'm not even playing the same game as you guys. I know. I know. Soon though. Yeah, very I mean, hopefully, very How soon. How good would edge dancers be at dancing, by the way? I mean it's literally in the name, Luke. That's yeah. So that's not really fair, I don't think. <laughs> but probably very good. Um I wanna I wanna talk about something completely different though. Sure. This is such a small note that I think we can just say it and move on, but it needs to be acknowledged. Okay. Rennerin is like, Dad, I need to tell you something that I saw because it's important. Down, I was like, okay, son. Yeah, cool. Let's talk me through it. What's going on? And he's like, I saw a vision with you, but I can't remember it perfectly, so I want to recreate the vision in order to tell you what I saw. And so Renarin goes into his, like, his mind palace and has his spren recreate this vision for him so he could remember it in perfect detail. The vision, I, I can tell you what the vision was in one sentence, Luke. He saw his dad in white armor, pierced by a black arrow, and Odium was behind him as like a big stained glass creature. Right. Why, Renarin, you can't remember that? <laughs> Oh, that's your critique. You can't, you just can't, you have to have it actually in front of you. You can't remember what it was because I read it like a while ago and remember it now.
0: See, the thing that I was going to say about this is that like, this is not valuable.
1: <laughs> right. It's not really actionable or obvious what the message is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: And that's why I think he doesn't, he doesn't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, I, you wanted me to tell me tell you all the visions I had. This one, I I had one. I, it didn't really mean anything. Let me ch- adds, I think you had an arrow in you. I don't know, something like that. Because I read that. I honestly f- forgot it.
1: <laughs> He's was like, okay. You're saying it was He's so. He's fighting Odium. <laughs> right, like we're all fighting Odium.
0: <laughs> I'm sure it's going to become super important, right?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Like, Dalinar is going to find the white armor.
1: <laughs> right, but it's I, it's also one of those prophecies that is, like, a, something that's not useful to anyone when it's said, but then as soon as something right. happens, they can be like, oh, shoot. and you're so right. That did happen. It just, it wasn't like, he didn't literally get shot with an arrow, but, you know, same kind of idea. But your freaking prophecy had nothing to do with this. We could not have guessed that from your prophecy. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, he's, like, proving him. Right, but it, it's not helpful to anybody. It's just making him it look cool.
0: Yeah, it's not useful unless I can know what it means and act upon it.
1: Right, exactly. Uh, but okay. My big point was just he couldn't remember it. Come on, okay. okay, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You said we were gonna we. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you did say we were supposed to move quickly
0: through it, so let's let's do so. Um, yeah, no, I I agree. I agree. Do you have any more on Renarin? Or Dalinar?
1: Um, I got one more on Dalinar. Okay. It's kind of on the Stormfather. Sure. So, hmm. I am sick of the Stormfather. I think he's so... uh, I'm going to say he's just stubborn, and he has no reason to to not change, like Dalinar's asking him to. Because... Dalinar is in the middle of a high storm, and he's like, Hey, Stormfather, can you not crush those two innocent people down there who are like trapped out in the storm? Because it would be really cool if you didn't. And the Stormfather's like, Oh, oop, already did it. Sorry. <laughs> and Dalinar's like, Dude, come on. You, you change a little bit, please. Change a little bit. And the Stormfather says, I'm the storm. I just, this is what I do. I, if I change, I'm no longer the storm. Stormfather. You literally married two people and were like, I am a sh- shard of honor and you two are blessed in your marriage and I know what all these things mean. Pledge an oath to me. And then you want to try and tell Dallin are like, oh, I'm just a widow high storm. I can't do anything. <laughs> oh, I had to crush those people because I'm just a widow high storm. I don't buy it. <laughs> You think that just like saving the people would take a little bit of effort? I think it, it it would maybe take a little bit of effort, but also, I think that's the reason he's not doing it. And I think his explanation is complete bullshit because he's like, "I'm just a storm. If I do anything differently, I'm not the storm anymore." It's like storms don't marry people, okay? It's very storms true. don't conduct marriage ceremonies. Uh, storm father, in my so, experience, yeah, it's nothing. <laughs> That means nothing to me.
0: Right. Yeah. Also, like, get another hobby, man. <laughs> you mean then crushing people or, dis- or
1: marrying people?
0: No. Yeah. You don't have to be defined solely by storms. That can be your main thing.
1: Well, I don't think the problem is he doesn't have another hobby. I think the problem is while he's doing his main thing, he's like, yeah, I just have to crush people. It's my thing.
0: Yeah, but I feel like I feel like he's like... Yeah, but if I don't, if I'm not a super chaotic and dangerous storm, then I'm not anything.
1: Okay. I it's see like, what you're on. saying.
0: Uh, you, you have more value than that, man. I'm making oh, over here.
1: Interesting. So maybe it isn't a laziness issue. Maybe it's more of a crisis of identity here where he's like, what even Ooh. am I if I'm not this storm that just crushes people? as I roll yeah. through the valley. And ooh, this kind of ties into Dalinar as well because mm-hmm. if the Stormfather can change to no longer be, let's say, burning whole towns alive, then why couldn't he have not done that in the first place? Like all those people he's killed over the many, many years by rolling boulders over them, now he has to take responsibility for that because he could have just been not doing that the whole time. Ah, I see what you mean. And so that's like a much bigger crisis to be like, hey, Stormfather, you actually could you could have not been crushing all these right. people.
0: So he's going to have to forgive himself first.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
0: Man, man.
1: Which who better to talk him through this than Dalinar?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's why they're bonded together. They can both learn so much from each other. I love it. Wow.
1: <laughs> Incredible. <laughs>
0: It's it's great. It's great. And then then maybe we can get to higher levels. What what level is Dalnar, by the way? Cuz I am assuming Bondsmiths have level, I don't know actually.
1: Well, there are squires. I feel like they've got to have levels. Yeah. But they do feel yeah. so unique among everybody that I don't know how that really works.
0: Right. Um cuz so far we only have what? Only one person that's level 4, which is Yasna, or do we have more?
1: I think Ghazna is the only level 4.
0: Okay. You know who
1: has been taking
0: a long time <laughs> to get to level 4? Who's that? Kaladin.
1: Mm. I feel like he's earned it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I no, Okay. I agree with you, but it's like a mutual thing. So Kaladin... Right. Kaladin probably could have gone to level four a while ago. And in fact, he was about to say the words previously. Mm -hmm. Like we've seen him a few times about to say the words and then he doesn't.
0: Yeah. Honestly, there's so many times in this book where I'm like, here it is.
1: Right. Like when he runs out into the storm (laughs) and you're like, okay, time for level four. Come on. And instead he just gets his ass beat by the storm.
0: Yeah. Man. Like the skybreakers over here. Freaking Seth is like guarding Dalinar for a year, and his
1: sprint is like sweet.
0: Time for level four.
1: You're doing a great job, Seth. Let's what, do level what four. We,
0: what are we talking about?
1: Yeah, like I, like I said, I think this is just a mental block with Kaladin. He's really having, sure. he's having a lot of trouble.
0: I will. I feel, I also just feel like it's, it's harder. No, nah. like we, we talked about this a while ago. Some, some. Orders are just, I feel like, harder to level up in.
1: Well, I mean, if we want to talk about somebody who hasn't leveled up in an extremely long time, there's somebody even, like, a better example than Kaladin. Shalon. It's your favorite psychopath, Shalon. Love Shalon. <laughs> shalon it sounds like, has been partnered with Pattern for a very long time.
0: Yeah, Shalon seems to have been at level three for most of her life. Well, I feel like she was level three and then downgraded. Mm-hmm. And has built back up to level three. Yes.
1: What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly she has some sort of mental block going on. Right. We see a we see a, uh, a
0: dead eye, cryptic. Mm-hmm. Which which has something to do with
1: her. Right. Right. But but she quickly shuts that down. Yeah. It's like, come on, Shalon, give us a peek. <laughs> yeah give me a hint come on we have no hints aside from that it's probably has to do with her brother in some respect uh but that's like pretty much it right uh yeah this this uh was it
0: weird to you how long we went before coming back to Shalon and
1: adeline oh it was an extremely long time yeah
0: yeah. I honestly like forgot about them.
1: <laughs> I, I wasn't against it either. I was as okay. I was reading, I was kind of like, "I hope you don't get to Shalon and Adeline in the next chapter." And I kept thinking that, because the things that were happening not around them were so much more interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about I, their court battle.
0: I'm kind of into the court battle.
1: <laughs> it hasn't started
0: yet, so I don't know. But there were times in the in the tower. When Novo- when Navalny and Kaladin were talking, and they were like, "Okay, you got to go f- figure out how they're using the Oath Gates," and I was kind of like, "Ah, eh, we could skip this.
1: <laughs> we don't need to see how Kaladin like climbs down the tower, or whatever. Yeah, that's fine. Right. We know he's he did
0: gonna it. have a, he's gonna have a bad time. He's gonna get tortured some more and not level up. I know, I know."
1: He's gonna be asked to do something he really doesn't want to do and probably isn't very healthy for him, but he's right. gonna do it. More trauma for Kaladin. <laughs> Pile it Pile on the ledger. Yeah, that is a fair point. It was kind of a slog that left me wishing we could just get some fun hijinks in the fortress of the, the honor spren. Yeah. How how do we feel about lasting integrity just as a place?
0: Like, with the with the gravity thing?
1: I think that's the biggest question I have, yeah. Are we into it or would we hate it? Hmm. I think I'm into it. I think I'm into it as a tourist, not as a resident. Ooh, okay. And, and I think that's just personal preference. I think it would be a novel, but I don't want to have to train my brain to figure out how to walk around.
0: I think it depends... It depends on how they're taking advantage of it, you know, because it's like, there's a lot more space, maybe I can get to the grocery store quicker.
1: Right, like I imagine urban planning is outstanding in lasting integrity because your routes of travel can be so much more streamlined.
0: Yeah, yeah, the traffic's much better.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Although it could also be kind of a dystopia because... Think of all that wasted space on your ceiling where you could be having another person living as a a flatmate. Ooh. And then you're cramming people in like sardines. Yeah.
0: Well, it depends on how good we are at, at, at urban planning. That's what it is. I've become very into urban planning. I feel like I keep saying that.
1: I think that right now it's probably very good because they've been... They've really reduced their numbers of honor spren recently, mm-hmm. so I imagine current the current city has a lot of vacancies. Sure, but spren don't die, and they are born occasionally. So, at a certain point, you might have a pretty big issue of overpopulation in the city.
0: Right. Which, but that's but I feel like the the weird stuff helps with that. Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. But at a certain point, you're going to get people living on your ceiling. It's just yeah, that's no, not ideal. No, we don't love that.
0: Um, but it's interesting. I don't know. It's kind of like the uh, you've seen Interstellar, right? Oh yeah, spoilers. It's kind of like the ending of Interstellar. Uh, yeah, it is kind of like if you that. recall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, I my next note is just on Yasna and Wit,
1: mm, mm-hmm.
0: and I'm just like kind of intrigued by their relationship mm. because Wit is like an ancient immortal being, and Yasna is like a thirty mid thirties human, mm-hmm. and it seems like wit is like deferring to her in almost everything which is interesting which is wild to me i don't know like i knew yasna was smart and really like i don't know figuring things out really doing it uh-huh i i this i feel like is showing me how much better she is than i even
1: knew i agree with you here it makes me wonder about wit's power because okay teravangian apparently was like the smartest dude of all time for a day Mm -hmm. and came up with the diagram i imagine yasna is not even like close to that level of intelligence that teravangian was that one day like it sounds like i don't think yasna is going around making like incredible predictions about the future based on pure and like intellect She's obviously like one of the smartest characters that we're aware of, but she's, she's not like a level of super genius that is completely unknowable by everybody else. Right. So she's within like human bounds of normal intelligence. She's just at the top of it. And yeah. wit's like, yeah, you're kind of my equal. As like a yeah, as like a planet traversing, universe traveling, all seemingly all knowing being, wits like we can we can talk, Yasna. Yeah, uh, it's wild. It is wild, and I think that the reason why he's probably collaborating as much as he is is he has like a lot to say about collaboration and like working with people and how that's important. Mm-hmm. I think he talks to Kaladin about that in the last section we read. Sure. And so, like, I can appreciate that, like, you can't solve all your problems on your own. And he's, like, being a good collaborator.
0: Maybe he, maybe he's just recognizing that he has the education that is lacking, mm-hmm. right? And all the information that Yasna might be lacking. Mm-hmm. But Yasna has the, uh, the natural abilities.
1: I think this has Poe. Uh-huh. I think he also might just be having a blast hanging out with Yasna. Could be. Could be. Because that would be so fun. Yasna <laughs> would be. Yeah, Yasna's very cool. Yasna's
0: way too cool for me, though, which I would worry about.
1: I think they make such a good team, especially when Yasna does her big power play with the duel that she has with that guy. Mm-hmm. And Wit is the one who's going to inspire this guy to start the duel. And. He like obviously already likes insulting people, and Yasna's right. is just like, "Oh, dude, harsher, dude, get him, really get him, Wit." And Wit's like, "All right, I'll get him. <laughs> if you asked, I'll get him." I imagine it was fun for them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Wit's probably been working on those insults for for since they they had to plan, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's been working on those insults. They worked. I did. I did. always
1: good wit <laughs> uh can we talk about something very briefly but is insane about this universe oh yeah about this universe the the fact that wit was surprised that there is no light from electricity when he meets with cowden in literally the last chapter we read I I actually don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so Witt mentions that there is no light around, uh, coming from stormlight or another source, or he mentions electricity as a thing that can produce light, and he doesn't oh, actually, see it.
0: Somehow I just somehow I just missed this. Okay,
1: this was wild to me, and maybe this is in like another series that Brandon is writing that mm-hmm. we're not familiar with yet. But if Wit is familiar with electricity from or with electricity and the light bulb what's going on? (laughs) Right. Wit, are you here? Who are you, Wit?
0: Yeah. Well the other question is like, can you tell me how it works? (laughs)
1: right like i'd love to hear about this electricity thing
0: seems useful in this war
1: and also wit tell us about stormlight please i'd love to use some yeah yeah (laughs) if it's transferable please i feel
0: like i should have windrunner powers at this point
1: come on wit help us out buddy
0: we just gotta meet meet the wit and you know he doesn't come out and tell you
1: yeah but i feel like it'd be so easy to spot wit like, yeah. who among us is constantly telling incredible stories with a bunch of detail and, like, magical components to it?
0: Mm. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen it yet.
1: I mean, I also get that, like, this is kind of Brandon putting himself in the story, but I, I'm not going to say that well, Brandon is I mean, is I've wit.
0: been to Broadway.
1: <laughs> Have you seen Lion King? I haven't. I haven't seen Lion King, but, uh, yeah, maybe. Sure. <laughs> It was more of a team
0: effort, though. Um, But yeah, Yasin and Wit, figuring it out together. Excited.
1: For sure. The last big thing I want to talk about in this book, the last big section, is I want to talk about Navani's deal in Erythru. There's a few things that I want to talk about with Navani here. And the Lady of Wishes, like this whole dynamic. First, we're not doing a great job with, like, safety procedures with this this stuff. I get you brought a big metal tank in to do these Mm -hmm. uh, experiments. You got to be really careful with ultraviolet light, Navani. You're just, like, staring at this thing like, oh, it makes a really big purple band. Ah, It's got to be fine. (laughs) You're going to get skin cancer, Navani.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, okay. Do you think edge dancers can do anything about... Like, I know that they can only heal, like, recent wounds. So maybe they can't do anything about, like, skin cancer.
1: I imagine the issue with an edge dancer... The issue with how edge dancers heal people is... If you have an illness that started a long time ago and went kind of undetected for a while... They're not going to be able to really help you that much. Right. So... Getting exposed to a ton of gamma radiation all at once might be a big this issue, is, Navani.
0: This is wild because the usefulness of edge dancers goes down as, like, society progresses.
1: Right. If there's no war, if people aren't, like, actively getting their limbs chopped off, they're not that yeah. useful in terms of medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... No, you.
0: it's a good point. I also, is she doing, is she bringing in her little uh, fume hood for everything? Or is it just occasionally?
1: I Well, I feel like once it's already in there, they're not going to take it back. Like they're not going to move right. it in and out. But it's got to be pretty cumbersome to use. Mm-hmm. And that experiment they just did, they put their hands on a gem. So I don't think they're using yeah. it anymore.
0: No, I don't think they are either. I don't think they are either. Because she's touching her tuning fork to it and stuff like that.
1: There's no safety precautions here. Right, and maybe it doesn't affect the fused, but then, oh my gosh, maybe it does. The fused are like 90% crazy. You're assuming that this is why the fused are crazy. Is that they're old and they're just broken their minds. Maybe there's some terrible interaction with Void Light with living creatures. Right. Uh at least use a glove box instead of just a fume hood. At least a glove box, Navani. Come on, safety is number one here, folks.
0: <sighs> yeah, yeah. I feel. I feel like we're. So okay, Navani. We have already talked about how she's like. I'm not a scholar. Um, I. I she obviously is very good. Mm-hmm. She like figures thing i don't know is is seems to be a better scientist than even the lady of wishes Mm -hmm. um i feel like she's overestimating how many experiments she's doing because a lot of them sound like the same thing
1: (laughs) well maybe it's just a very dense experiment luke you get a lot of data points from it
0: could be could be maybe there's small tweaks she's doing (laughs)
1: Yeah, and I imagine, I mean, when you're writing up the paper, Luke, you're not telling everybody every single experiment you did. You're telling them the highlights. This is true. So. This is true. Yeah, she's not publishing null results.
0: I, yeah, and I guess she is running in, like, trip of it, at least.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I think there's pretty good procedure here. I will say she clearly has some gaps in her knowledge uh about mathematics or maybe they just uh, haven't invented girdle's incompleteness theory yet uh (laughs) but she's trying to claim that math can all be proved and uh bad news navani right (laughs) i was gonna say the same thing yeah we all were we were all thinking it so (laughs) she does we do have to replicate the
0: combination of void light and storm light though Mm -hmm. just to confirm
1: yeah independently yeah yeah not like we don't trust or anything but just good science
0: it's just good science
1: that's right um but no it's very
0: it's actually kind of fun to read these because i'm i'm i i do enjoy this like seeing navani do her thing right the process um, of discovery yeah 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 it It really does show you how much <laughs> we've talked about it a bunch how much could we be? We if we if we're working together,
1: if we weren't constantly trying to kill each other,
0: it'd be good. Mm. So good. Um, okay, I have. If that was your big one, I have. I have one or two small ones. Um, again, Kaladin's dad sucks again in Terrible. this section.
1: Especially, especially when we hear they actually were executing Radiance that they found after the fact. Yeah, dude. You're bad. <laughs> yeah. You're bad. Yeah. You're
0: bad. Okay. We've ranted about him enough. Um, I want to talk briefly about Terovingian because he has a scene with. Well, I guess this is, this is more broadly about what we've seen with Terovingian in the past few scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked a while ago about how his dumb, his dumb self quote unquote yeah. has more value than he has ascribed to it. Yes. And it's good to see him finally, I don't know, acknowledging it, right? Like it seems like he's using his, his less intelligent but more emotionally intelligent side. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully it works out.
1: You know. I hope he's never smart again. If that's what it takes. Yeah. I hope yeah. he's just always this guy because he sounds like so kind and nice and. His plans didn't really work out that great anyway. Right. From what we've seen. His plans, like, he, he hints here that his plans were, like, flawed because,
0: I guess, of pride. I think Dalinar kind of hits him on this. And he kind of acknowledges it in a later scene. <sighs> Come on, buddy.
1: Yeah. It's hubris. It's all pride and hubris with Terra Right.
0: Right. But maybe we're turning it around.
1: Uh, I, I hope so. That This reminds me of somebody else that is a little bit too prideful. That's the Lady of Wishes. Ooh, okay. So we had this big reveal that happened with the Lady of Wishes where it turns out she's been listening to Navani's conversations the whole time with the mm-hmm. sibling, which, mm-hmm. pretty rude of you, but fine. She decides to act on it after the sibling has told Navani where the third node is. That's too soon. You acted on this way too soon.
0: You're saying wait for the fourth?
1: Yeah. there's You know there's four of them. You, like, know you have to find, like, all of them. Otherwise, they can still have one that keeps the shield up. So right. maybe you learn where the third one is, and then you let them do whatever bullshit they're going to do to try and distract you. Whatever. It doesn't matter. And then do your thing. Yeah. You don't immediately act on the information because now they know you were listening immediately. This
0: was weird because I also felt like Navani pushing the sibling to tell her locations was also just kind of weird because it's like, I don't know how much really you can do.
1: Yeah, I could sympathize a little bit because they wanted to do something, and otherwise, they were just like, yeah, they were very kind of helpless to do anything. But here's the thing. I feel like the sibling could have gotten around this by just saying, oh, yeah, it's not on the 13th floor. There is no node anywhere on the 13th floor. I guarantee it. That's all you need to know for Cowden to be like, OK, cool. We'll make him think it's on the 13th floor.
0: Yeah, this is a good point.
1: Yeah. It's just. Yeah. But I think the big the big mistake here is from the Lady of Wishes. I feel like it sure. was too quick to act on this information
0: i think that's fair i think that's so, fair. misplay yeah.
1: miscalculation
0: i mean there's they still very much have the upper hand i will say
1: <sighs> yeah definitely and they know where the nodes are now they know all the nodes are on the bottom like few floors so mm-hmm. it's only a matter of time
0: we gotta get we gotta get kaladin to level four
1: that's and what rescue we That'll solve all our problems. Kaladin hits level four, and ooh, we're it's gravy. It's gravy from here on out. <laughs> the armor is so useful. <laughs> Luke, he can't heal anymore, and the tower is like literally occupied by a foreign army.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. Something, uh, something will happen.
1: Kaladin, his brain is like broken, and he can't even really fight anymore. And you want him to get cool armor, and that will fix everything yeah that's my position i mean i'm not against it frankly right right so i guess main points that we've learned today Mm -hmm. gavilar is terrible yes uh teravangian needs to stay dumb yes and kaladin needs to hit level four for sure You know, I think the last things we should say on this are we'll be back next week with Hot Takes. Still being dumb nerds.